position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 320 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this Saturday evening, December 12th, 2020. Crack Engineer! Ivor Molina over there in the booth, holding up that whiskey sign. That whiskey sign, that will be mine. Yes, indeed. Cheers, Ivor, you're fired. That's a good idea, though. And people have been fired for infinitely less good ideas that were of infinitely less utility. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that would, of course, make it for our sequel friends 2020 12 12. Uh, at 1923, we should have recorded this at 12 12. At, uh, yeah. 12 minutes past midnight. That would have been great. Or, or past noon. Jeez, I'm losing my mind. 12 12. 12 12 hundred hours Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast with most. This is episode number 320. We're going to tentatively call it uh, Cyberpunk 2077. First impressions on Linux. Um, but first, uh, let's fire Ivor again. Ivor, you're fired! Whiskey sign. Mm. 
cheers. Hope everyone is hanging in there. Um, I've never seen anything like last week in my life. Uh, and the day after Christmas, I know people are getting evicted. And... Anyway, the only positive news I have to share from the United States of America is that Trump's misguided attempt to overthrow the election it was the literal fucking coup which got signed on to by 126 members of the House Republican House um, died a rapid rapid like um, repudiatory if that's even a word it was rapidly repudiated by the Supreme Court, which said, go fuck yourself, you're a maniac. But that does not stop 80% and climbing of one half of this country from believing that the election has been stolen from them. And these are the fruits sown and reaped exclusively by one Donald J. Trump, the worst president in American history. If we get out of this, not a civil war, it'd be great. Same week that we find out that, oh, I didn't order enough vaccine. Well, you know, that's good. Yeah, you know, that's good. Don't worry about the vaccine. You know, it was July. It's not like you'd already given up. Oh, wait, you had already given up on doing anything about it. And so you didn't even buy any fucking vaccine. Fantastic. So, this will continue through July. But better days are ahead. Stay safe. Stay sane. Do not mingle with each other at Christmas or Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish friends, my Jewish friends. I'm half Latvian Irish, half, half Latvian Jew, half Irish Catholic. Raised in both traditions, believer in none. Um, but it does suck. This quarantines. This whole fucking wasted year has sucked. So, let's give you some good news. In our top stories, we only have two stories this entire show. It's all about Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, but we have a couple of top story items. Again, it does not look like... Man, the... Uh, website redeploy is defying me I only cut corners when I'm doing my own projects I never cut corners for clients man and I didn't even cut that many corners with bestlandsgames.com but the the site's gonna be up hopefully by New Year's I mean we're bleeding listeners it sucks like cause We're we're very close to maybe having a website again. My New Year's the my the whole idea of migrate. Never mind. I, I won't bore you with the technical details. It's a big pain in the ass. I spend at least three hours a day on it. Also, speaking of stuff that I spend three hours a day on, lunch sticks. Lunch sticks. Go to Etsy and search for lunch sticks. L u n c h s t i c k s, um, and you'll find us. 
Uh, we have uh, a variety of them up there, but if you don't see what you like, ask me. Just ping me through Etsy, and uh, I will make you what you want. Mm. Um, sorry, I'm ha- this is a really weird episode. Like, I'm supposed to be ranting about Cyberpunk 2077, but I just got terrible news, and not just, like, right now, but, like, ten minutes ago, and, uh, anyway, so back to the toy aisle, back to video game stuff, um, I want to report right now that Stadia rocks again, at least maybe for the first time. This week, prior to the release of, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, this had to have been Monday, um, I was on the Stadia store and for the first time ever saw that my pro thing, my pro subscription, which I don't even remember how much it costs, not only is conferred like three dozen, yeah, just under just under two dozen. But they're all really good games that don't run on Linux. And then our multiplayer, like for instance, Dead by Daylight, uh, free, free now, free. Why isn't, why isn't this showing me all the free stuff? It was showing me all the free stuff on Monday, but now, anyway, and you can claim them all. Um, it's kind of similar to good old games. Or a Humble Bundle, I mean. The way they used to do it. But now there's like tons of games that you can get for free if you have a pro membership. And the discounts are significant uh, for some of the other... What the fuck? What's... Jesus, Ivor. This store is really pissing me off. I want to sort this by pray. Oh, no. Anyway, the bottom line is that the Stadia store now has a lot of games that are free, and you can claim them uh, if you're a pro user. Um, I can't see that list all of a sudden, I didn't write down write them down in my notes, but uh, it's pretty cool. We'll talk more about Stadia later on in this episode when we get finally get to Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. But uh, yeah, other top story, and then we'll get straight to our feature, which is our first impression after just under 10 hours of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 on Linux in two different forms. Mm. Is it right now the uh, Steam Game Award sale is ongoing. Do your own fucking research. You know, buy your own games. Everyone else is busy with Cyberpunk 2077. In unrelated news, I've been also very busy with Stadia playing um... 
Red Dead Redemption Online, which I am finding is an increasingly enjoyable experience with each passing day. I heartily recommend RDO. Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. RDO. Five bucks, and then figure that you're going to spend another 20 to 40 bucks on gold. And you too can be having... I'll just tell you one thing that happened to me today this morning when I woke up. I normally play cards for 30 minutes when I wake up, you know, just as I'm waking up. Um, but uh, lately I've been playing Stadia Red Dead Redemption online. Because it, it's like 20 minutes, it gives you like exactly enough time to do any number of different kinds of things and stuff for your character you know maybe pick out a hat or like do a mission or just go on for 20 minutes and then you can you know easily get back to someplace to sell your shit or turn in a mission and then you're done and then you're ready to face the day um funny thing that happened to me today was I was doing well this was actually a couple of days ago uh, excuse me. I was in Valentine, uh, finishing off some, uh, I just finished trading a whole fuckload of, uh, animal skins to the butcher. And there are all these players running around, and some of them are shooting at each other, and I'm like, alright, whatever, so I'm just gonna do my business really fast and get the fuck out of there, but I was really stoned, and this guy on a wagon tries to run me and my horse over and he fails because he came at us at the wrong angle but then he backs up and then I think I killed him but anyway eventually he crushes me underneath this wagon and the wagon he had named the wagon and the wagon's name was this is the wagon so that when you got killed by the wagon, it showed you your death picture and cause of death as being this is the wagon. Which was awesome. I was pursued out of town by this maniac and everyone else was like, I just want, the only reason I went back into town from that butcher shop in Valentine was I was like, oh, there's a lot of people here, maybe they want to play poker. But now I got killed instead. Um, So then I ran out of town in the middle of a thunderstorm pursued by this maniac in his fucking death wagon. And I got horse launched into the river where the legendary bear is or was. And that saved me. But I got horse launched into him and so it's me and this legendary bear and luckily I had a repeating shotgun I skinned the bear I rode away the river evidently maybe it was way farther maybe I'm conflating two I don't think I'm conflating two incidents though cause maybe some of that's on the live stream I don't know but anyway that's that's Red Dead Online so I have based him with the feature. Our feature is the most 
heavily anticipated, hotly anticipated game of, I want to say, maybe the last two years. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, the industry darling uh, that is wowed conventioneers pre-COVID, post-COVID, and in step with COVID, etc., 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 constantly delayed release date, etc., etc., etc. Let's talk about it on Linux. Here we go. Oh my God! It's Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So, this time for our first impressions feature, we're gonna try. I'm gonna do my damnedest to avoid bringing up any negative technical aspects first, although that's prob. Fuck it. We'll just do it like we always do it. So, all the negative technical aspects of. Cyberpunk 2077 running on Linux from the get-go. There have been lots of rumors. Lots of rumors have turned out to be lots of bullshit. Um, even in our own Discord, people have said shit that, you know, immediately was verifiable as not true within that half hour. That's the first thing. Don't listen to the rumors. Look at ProtonDB. It gives you a very accurate at this point now, three days post-release, gives you a very accurate um, sense of what's going on with this game, and I'm going to give you an even more accurate sense of what's going on with this game. Technically. But the first thing that you need to know about Cyberpunk 2077 is if you played the old game Blade Runner from 1995, I want to say. It was like a Windows 95, maybe XP uh, game. Very buggy as hell. One of the most ambitious games I've ever played. You took on the role of a Blade Runner. And it was a it was the best detective game that I'd ever played in my entire life. It was buggy as fuck, though. It was almost it was so buggy that it was unplayable in a lot of ways. This game is not unplayable. This game is entirely playable on Linux. Well, we'll talk more about that in a moment. But this game is the most immersive um, cyber... Uh, this game has a lot in common with that old Blade Runner game, which is still revered as being one of the better adventure games ever made and absolutely one of the most ambitious of all time. It it defied you to to like it, but one of the coolest things about that game was that it gave you guns. You could get better at the guns by going to the range you could draw your gun at any time, anywhere, any place, whatever. It's a side-scrolling platformer. Not platformer. It's a side-scrolling adventure game, more or less. But there were very profound role-playing game elements that were overlaid on top of that that gave the game a sense of depth and detail. And the sprites had better than average voice acting. And the animations for their voices in terms of, like, the way their sprites were animated, I want to say was an early antecedent of what became 
known as shape masking and shape keys for 3D games, you know, in the modern world. But that's all supposition. It's one of my favorite games. Never got to beat it because eventually uh, I spent hundreds of hours in that game, though. Cyberpunk 2077 will consume you. It is supremely immersive. In fact, I've spent the last two years intentionally not trying to avoid any press coverage, any media clips of this game after I saw my first one. I want to say it's about two years ago. After I saw like my first teaser trailer or whatever, I was like, that game looks like it could be amazing. I'm not going to read anything about it. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, for Linux users, this is, I think, a first. Because this this game is like the most anticipated title that I've seen in the la- easily the last two years. Um, everyone I know on my friends list, at least right now on Steam, is fucking playing it. Or has already beaten it. Um... I played a fair amount of it on two different platforms. I played it natively for about eight hours now, natively on Linux, and I've also played it on via Stadia. I bought a license for it on Stadia as well because I had a ten dollar off credit. As like fuck it, I need this for comparison. So let's talk about the good stuff in the game. This is first person Shadowrun meets first person and this is going to sound like they are kind of incompatible combined with a first person version of the old school demi-isometric squad based tactical shooter Syndicate which is not a shooter, it was a strategy game but it involved many of the same aspects and gameplay elements that Cyberpunk 2077 has except now you are in the first person when you get into cars, you get into cars. Every fucking surface has tons of detail. Every character, the voice acting is phenomenal when it's there. And it's there throughout, but this leads us to our first technical problem. And the biggest technical problem that I have with the game running on Linux via Steam. One thing you need to know if you want to run it via Steam, uh, Proton 5.3 is the only way that I've gone to run consistently. I'm running uh, Mint uh, whatever, Mint 19 or whatever uh, with a 1080 Ti um, etc. I don't know if that helps you or hurts you. Mm. Across the board, the game has been buggy since release on all systems. But for Linux users, this has manifested itself for those of us who can run it by the way, the performance issues, I have not seen any significant, not seen many significant performance issues. The game is a little crashy. I haven't experienced serial crashes the way that other people have described. I've, I've managed to spend three hours at a time inside the game. Um, but there are certain activities that I stopped trying to do because it would just cause it to crash. Like, going into street fighting which 
but anyway, let's go back to the biggest technical problem that I that that's impeding me and what one of the reasons why I felt obligated to try it on Stadia where I can't return it, by the way. So that's, you know, that's it's a lot of money we're talking about. In fact, my entire game's budget for this week and kind of next week went into buying both of these licenses, so a lot of thought went into it. But I need to know for comparison how the game ran on Stadia because there's only one major thing that you are likely to if, if the game runs okay on, on your system, if you have a relatively modern, it's not the most demanding system requirements I've ever seen it's just not very it's it's not as well optimized as it could be it's a little resource intensive um but it's not insane like Red Dead Redemption 2 is way more resource intensive in an inefficient way than Cyberpunk 2077 is running natively on Linux well, the biggest thing you'll probably notice the absence of is when enemies shoot at you, it, you don't hear the gunfire. You also don't hear the sounds of explosions. You also do not hear the sound of radio when you're in your car or monitors when you're out in the world that are talking to you. Of these four things, the first two are become v- not just very irritating, but become almost they're not game breaking but they're close so here without telling without giving away too much about where I am right now I'm like yeah, 8 hours in yeah 7.8 hours 7.5 hours in to my native Linux game of Cyberpunk 2077 and uh, just running straight 5.13 Proton, the stock Proton Mm. I'm moving up in the world I've set up a quadruple cross I brain danced a bunch been been inside of a lot of other people's minds I've seen sequences of gameplay that are interactive meaning they're not CGI that look just like CGI I've also seen some frame stuttering some slowdown, some skippage Um, when driving my car, I've driven my car quite a bit I've also run around the city everything looks amazing the game is set in 2077, Night City and you are a cyberpunk hence the term cyberpunk 2077 the greatest thing about this game for me so far like I said I'm only I'm just about 8 hours in to my main game and then I'm like 2 hours in to my Stadia game which I set up an entirely different character they're not linked or anything um it's a single player game first person the way this game is made is going to be different for a lot of people than what they might expect I imagine that lots of people will see free and open world cyberpunk 2077 
you know, and they'll buy it and then they'll play it and they'll keep playing it because the graphics are so amazing and the the environments are so detailed and so much like there's never a moment where the developers you know just kind of left a room bare or kind of left a texture kind of plain a next major uh, next next generation material kind of plain like from leather leathers from the leather interiors of certain cars to the uh, facial implants, tattoos, hairstyles, skin tone, and, um, you know, looking down the barrel of some fucking street punk's fucking gun shoved into your face as you get to decide what you're going to do. Uh, the interior of that barrel looks amazing, and the LED screens and the the futuristic Night City is a Blade Runner esque achievement in of itself, including the interiors of cars, all cars, including your own, including elevators, including ante rooms, including parking lots, including street scenes, including different neighborhoods. Visually, it is overwhelming and almost feels claustrophobic on my screen because this brings me to like the number one complaint I have about this game, other than the uh, the fact that when people shoot at you, it doesn't make a sound that you can hear, which is very bad. So I'll tell you where I'm stuck. I am kind of stuck. I'm stuck because I'm doing, like I said, a quadruple uh, quad. Yeah. I'm doing a four-way double, uh, a quadruple, cr- quadruple double cross. I'm cro- I'm crossing everybody, I'm crossing my partner. I'm crossing my client. I'm crossing my other client. I'm crossing the sub client. So that's a four-way double cross. That's a quadruple quad quad cross. Quad cross. There we go. Neologisms. Don't fail me now. And this quad cross involves killing a lot of gang people. And I've pulled it off successfully. I've satisfied the uh, other bidder by completing it their way. I'm satisfying my primary employer by getting the thing that they want. I am satisfying... I am satisfying a debt owed to me by the people who are involved in this transaction because they previously had completed this transaction on behalf of my client, but then their gang got taken over by somebody else. Uh, and so that that third that third prong is actually very important because it doesn't matter how this is going to end; it's going to end in bloodshed, and that's where we are. So that's three, and I double I also double crossed my partner by not really filling him in on how I'm a, how we've just double crossed like three of the most important people that we've met so far in the game the visuals in this game are stunning, the other characters are amazing, they are convincing, they are realistic the dialogue is phenomenally involving when you decide to stop playing Cyberpunk 2077 if you've had a decent technical experience, it feels almost as hardcore as pulling off a virtual reality helmet, which is 
my second biggest complaint is this game was obviously designed for VR and there is no VR functionality but that's okay, I can wait for that I need sound though, I need fucking sound, god damn it because where I am in this particular quadruple cross, which I set up I actually kind of entangled myself in it accidentally, and this is the great quality of this game it is not Grand Theft Auto, you will not go and rob individual people on the street you will not murder them individually and by virtue of that fact, I mean you can if you want to, you can do whatever the fuck you want, the game is designed to be a first person truly immersive role playing game and in that aspect it doesn't just succeed succeeds it doesn't just manage to succeed it exceeds exceeds absolutely destroys my wildest expectations and this is the first because within minutes of it finally dropping on steam it was playable for me um, within minutes after I finally got the download like the servers were clogged everyone and their brother is playing this fucking game my impression is that the main campaign is about 30 30 hours long, 30-ish depending on how far off the rails you want to go but you take on the role of V V is coming back to Night City after uh, a ostensibly a somewhat uh, turbulent departure to Atlanta where she thought she could get a better deal but found none returns to Night City and this is my character you get to choose who your character is, what their background is and each one has its own you know, oh clean slate kind of narrative prologue where you get to fuck up on your own way and then you get your feet underneath you and you have a partner it's very interesting possibly my favorite thing about Cyberpunk 2077 that no one has talked about is how 2077-ish it feels there is no big dumb white guy anymore like everyone is like a various shade of brown when I was creating my chick, all all your characters are going to be named V because that's how other people know you. Your name is V. When I was creating my chick, who was my first character, who is the character that I'm stuck with, and we'll get back to where I'm stuck and why I'm stuck and why the audio issue really matters in a moment. When I was creating my character, it was so fucking gratifying I'm always a chick in action role playing open world you know blah this is not an open world game like Saints Row 4 but I, I boosted her out with like the biggest tits I could find um, I gave her facial tattoos gave her a big giant blue mohawk I uh, turned on vaginas and then I uh, I, I gave I, I manicured her, her pubic hair into a pink heart she's a badass, she's a wicked badass is what she is the great genius of this game is in these little touches, how much it feels 
like 2077 might feel. Now, what does V have? All of your characters that you create will have this alternate aspect of themselves. A la Shadowrun, a la, more specifically, a la System Shock. Because there's the meat space world of you, what you're capable of doing. Then there's an interface layer of the technology you're capable of interfacing with and in what quantities and to what extent and to what range. Meaning like if I see a security camera and I go into analysis mode, can I hack that security camera? Can I make it do things that are fun for me? Um, and it's it's fantastic. All of that stuff is really good. And then there's the non-meat space literally your cyber terrorism capabilities um, mode. You have kinetic translation and then you know uh, ether space we'll call it. You know, the, when you're when you're net running. The way this game blends all three of those into one thing is really incredibly cool. So here's where we get back to why I am stuck. I have to kill about ten guys in this room. I have my partner right next to me. There are two cameras in this anteroom that we're in. I can hack the cameras. When you hack a camera, you can go into analysis mode as the camera and hack other cameras. You can also, if if you ping stuff, you can discern the interrelationship between all things in their networks. It gives you visual guidelines. All this ha- happens very fast. Um... There are also breach protocols. Like, I can shut down all cameras for three minutes. I can debilitate everyone who's attached to the network for three minutes. But here's the deal. There are these three guys in this ante room. And I have to kill them, and I want to kill them as silently as possible, because shooting people in the face unless you're, because my character is pretty good at she's not very good at anything but she's pretty good at hacking stuff and she's pretty good at fighting with her fists and we'll come back to fighting with her fists in a moment so what I need to do in this room before I open the door that brings in the other seven people and all of those seven people can net run too and they can fucking hack their own cameras they have access to them and then they can do things directly to me because they're better at it than I am this is a single player game but the enemy AI is unpredictable the enemy AI enemy AI is unpredictable I can lure them away with distractions by hijacking various different objects and stuff but what I really want to do is stealth kill as many of them as I can before the one thing that I can't cover detects me, opens the door, and then introduces kinetic weaponry into the equation, because once that happens, I need to be able to change my approach immediately. 
This includes having my partner being discovered, meaning that people can be shooting guns at someone who is three meters away from me, well, a meter and a half away from me, um, and I can't hear them, and if none of the damage hits me, then I won't be necessarily aware that they're shooting at me. You see what I'm saying? I need to do a dirty stealth hybrid to get through this area, and I have to get through this area in order to continue my free roam existence. So the lack of sound and the lack of um, the lack of enemy weapon sounds is a massive fucking deal. Took me six and a half hours before I got into it to the point where it was such a big deal. But these are a lot of guys, and it only takes one guy to really fucking drop you like a sack of hammers. And especially when you're not getting the audio cue. Let's go back to base principles. The idea of the electronic video game is simply this. It provides feedback in every way possible that is responsive to users' actions. Their actions take the form of interactions with the game. The game is a predefined space. The game needs to be able to communicate with the player the same way that the player needs to communicate with the game. So, to commu- for the player to communicate with the game, you have buttons, you have menus, you have, you know, blah, you have visual stuff, you know, that you can navigate, and you can click on buttons, you know, in different ways, and then you can actually have physical hardware, blah. The game needs to communicate to the player by using visual and audio stimuli. So, two main ways. I mean, sure, you can play Irritating Maze, which has air jets that blast you in the in the cornea, every time you make a fucking mistake, and an electric shock stick, which is what you're holding as you navigate through the maze, and that shocks you when you touch one of the virtual walls, and delivers a very realistic, very memorable shock, but those are the novelty. So, without having these sensory stimuli, while you're juggling, doing 15 different things, like sometimes you're not even in meat space your character still is, but you've projected yourself into so many different devices that by the time you get detected or whatever you're trying to do, because it's very complicated, it's very simple but it lets you do whatever the fuck you want and that is the crucial thing so many people who pick up this game expecting Grand Theft Auto 5 in first person with, you know, net hacking abilities will be extraordinarily disappointed because this game is very much a role playing game. It is one of the best role playing games I've ever played and action wise it is stellar. It is Shadowrun and Syndicate rolled up into a first-person shooter where, you know, blah. And then the story is also really interesting, although I'm not going to say anything about it. Um, In that the dialogue, when you interact with other characters, although there was one time when I interacted with uh, another major NPC who, you know, ostensibly you know, medium major NPC, plot point NPC, who I couldn't hear any of their voice acting, but I did get to see the subtitles projected above their head, um, which was okay. It didn't didn't break the game. 
all of this while this vivid world exists around you um and you have all of these capabilities in terms of hacking and in terms of kinetic capabilities and in terms of my personal favorite the other thing that no one has said about this game is that it reminds me a lot of Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay one of the all time greatest video games ever made in the history of the medium and that just never got enough attention I don't think Mm. I have Warrior fired for not giving enough attention to Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay, because that was a great game. This game is a lot like that, except instead of escaping from jail, you're escaping from debt and from setups, and you're evaluating jobs. You are a, you are a bad guy. You're a cyberpunk. It's called Cyberpunk 2077. You are there to fucking infiltrate, to steal, to loot, to rob, to winnow and grift out any position that is better for you and your peeps and your tribe on your side, whichever side that may be, and however big or small a fish you may be. You know, you have to evaluate your scores. You have to think about what you say. There's a great, great uh, aspect of the game that really helps to tie you into um, the NPC interactions that are serious, like when you're getting like an in-person job. You also have a cell phone. You can also text message. You have limited um, messages, responses when you text message, which is cool because it's like the game kind of seems like they expect you to be driving at all times or being or multitasking at all times, which you will be when you end up in this room where you have to kill these three guys as silently as you can before the other seven guys get wise to you and you can shoot them all in the head but they all have fucking armor and that means you better fucking invest some time in your perks but anyway the other my favorite thing and this is a big disappointment for me in terms of the Linux I haven't given it another chance yet because I've been stuck for two hours in this room with these guys because I can't hear them when they're shooting at me and I can't hear the explosions that I cause uh, at all or that they cause at all it's a big problem it's a big fucking deal um But setting up this whole fucking deal was just amazing. I mean, it took four hours of time. And then I had to figure out who the fuck I was going to double cross and how I was going to do it and etc. And then bam, we're going to go do this and only I know the plan. And that, my friends, is the essence of the illusion of free will in video games so many different dialogue things that happen to you are timed a couple of them I think proved fatal not fatal as in like death but fatal as in like the hand of fate OSI 
the hand of fate extending the you know synchronicity a little bit of planning chance favors a prepared mind a little bit of listening a little bit of paying attention and oh I grab the guy I'm like oh don't you point that at me motherfucker um prove fatal as in like led me towards inexorable pivot points it's inscrutable more or less until I beat it 15 times which guess what I will do Cyberpunk 2077 is not an inexpensive game on Stadia it's 60 bucks on Steam it is 60 bucks $59.99 um between the perks it's it's a combination of Fallout 3 Chronicles of Riddick the original Blade Runner video game for Windows 95 a little bit of the original Day X which was a terrible game I don't know why everyone remembers that game so fondly I beat that game Day X it's you just heard me being at a loss for words because the game feels so real and once the sound issues get fixed and if they don't they don't the problem with getting it on Stadia though is that it's still 60 bucks you can't return it and the graphics will not look as good on Stadia which this is the first time I'm detecting Stadia is turning down the actual rendering stuff that they're willing to do um, for each individual customer which is extraordinarily unfortunate because that is not the model that I hope that they pursue however it is about as stable as um, the straight up running it via Proton natively you know like on a on on a bare metal at your at your house or whatever but the difference between having the ambient audio actually work and it not becomes increasingly noticeable however I would say that I mean this is not a final review this is not a review at all this is just my first impressions the good, the bad, and the ugly it's an expensive game to not be completely destroyed by every aspect of interactivity that it can present you with 60 bucks for Linux I would say is not something that I would I would not advocate that you buy this game until that audio issue is fixed and who knows if it will be from what I've read it seems like uh, I've not been able to fix it I've tried everything 
Um, it seems like it's a 5.1 stereo surround sound issue that Windows users have found a way around, but no way currently exists for us Linux people. Performance-wise, the game is really good, especially if you turn everything down to medium. On 1080 Ti, that's not bad for a game that's been in development for a bunch of years. The perks for your character, like your actual perks, then your hardware, your wetware, it's dizzying. The possible combinations and, and stuff. But it is not you're not going to have endless amounts of free time to yourself. And if you do, you're just going to like wander around. Like literally. And the interactivity is not where this game shines. Um, It shines in the way it tells you this story of Cyberpunk 2077. And I imagine in the future the way in which it will expand and stuff. You can stay tuned here for a review in the near future. I promise. Uh, but yeah, being able to being able to be the sum of your own choices is at the core of this game, and it and they are not the types of choices. They're not presented in like I've never felt a game that really gave me so many um if if it does come down to a bi- you know to to binary ternary you know whatever type of tree of dialogue decisions or whatever or of I mean I have so many missions that I could be doing right now that are not this mission that's the other thing like it, the game does not give a fuck where you go who you talk to what you do but it's really meant to be um the immersive experience that it is when you are doing those things. So it's not like, you know, you're not going to lure like cops to like a reservoir and then, you know, kill them all with your sniper rifle and then keep killing them until, you know, helicopters and the National Guard show up. It's not that kind of game. But it will suck hours out of your life. Like, you will not believe. I do not recommend that you buy it now though on Linux until the sound thing is fixed. So check out ProtonDB. I'm sure that Glorious Egg Roll right now is probably egg rolling something up. As soon as I get off of uh, this session, I'm going to check it out. Hopefully website up this week, maybe end of next week. Please do not travel. Please take this virus seriously. Please watch the video in our video of the week uh, blurb for this week's episode and share it with your friends. It explains how an mRNA vaccine is different from any other type of vaccine and how the immunity that you acquire will more than likely be more durable than acquired immunity from being infected. No one, I mean, it's it's a terrible time. Everyone's going broke and everyone's dying. And there's no hope 
in the immediate future for the vast majority of us in America at least um, and it's the holiday season so if you need to escape I would recommend getting it on Stadia or get Red Dead Redemption online and uh, escape escape while you may cheers I hope to see you again next week that does it for this week's episode Ivor away till next week chumba four or five times a good idea four or five times hi there there is delight in doing things right four or five times it is I E.B. Farnham Maybe I'll cry I'll get you a drink And if I die I'm gonna cry Four or five times Do you like to play? We like to play I like you We like to sing It only runs on Linux We like to go Yaddy yaddy yo Four or five times We're gonna have such fun Bebop 1 You're becoming hysterical Bebop 2 Yes sir Thank you sir Bebop 3 Yaddy yaddy Four or five times Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. Hello, great justice.